argument. But like, no, I don't feel I, threatened at all. What are they going to do? Travel up the intercoastal? They got right, whatever. Me Who cares about my dumb little? All right. I heard okay. you talking about the orca whales last episode, right? You, you're a dumb little idiot. That's all I have to say. Like, think about it. We went into a whole thing. I had two people that you're well, one that I'm close to, one that you're closer to. But we all agree that you're fucking dumb. No, dude, I'm not saying. Here's the thing. I'm not saying an orca whale is out there teaching other orca whales. It's not like all right, come exactly what you Here's the chalkboard. Nope, that's how it was, right? You what ever heard monkey see monkey do? So they just see one other orca whale do this, and they're like, hey, why don't I do it? Boom, and that's how they're all learning it because they've seen the other ones doing it. Nick, if you go and you pull sense. your pants sense. down and jump off a bridge, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, I should go pull my pants down and jump off a bridge." That's not normal. That's not it. Because you're a human. This is, they, they see. It. Yeah. Well, they you can learn behavior. What do you mean, monkey see, monkey do? <laughs> That's <laughs> obvious. You're Think a monkey about- see, monkey do. That's what you are. I right. can't you, with this conversation. You don't think you got what, me Why can you not think orca wheels can't learn stuff? I'm not saying they can't learn stuff. I'm saying they're not learning it at the rate and the destruction that you're implying that they're causing. That there's no way. It's not a grand scale. It's not like it's not like a PTO meeting of whales and their kids. Like, hey, all right, everybody come together. We got boats to take out. Like, I just it's not on the scale that you're acting. Maybe it's like three different whales. You don't even know their their swim patterns. Maybe it's one aggressive whale who hates boats and he's just homing it up in Gibraltar and he's just had enough. You don't know if it's a million whales or four whales. You don't know shit. But it's happening. It's happening, though. More than one whale. It could be two whales. It could be three whales. Yeah, it's, it not, it's, really, it's not a school of whale. Is that a pod? Pod of whale pod? Pod, not, I don't know. I don't it's know happening, either. Fred. Whatever. I'm not. I'm, we're getting in the show. I'm using the old. I don't have a new intro, by the way. We're just getting into it. I like the old one. The chat GTP one. Suck. <laughs> Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Your favorite podcast about the latest sports, Why do you say chat GPT so weird? more. Now, here are your hosts, Nick. I and don't Fred. like when you talk through my intro and my outro. You're like Chat GPT. It's every weird. Time chat GPT. It. It's just weird. And there also, you said it normal, but the first time you're saying it on the podcast, you're like, Chat GPT. I was reading it, I think. T. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. And it would do. it wrote out such a, a, a script. I was not prepared for the length that it threw at me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to read a couple lines. It'll be an intro. That, no, that shit wrote a book. And I was like, all right. And then I tried to summarize it and wrap it up quickly. It was it was a whole mess. Guys, season four, episode two. You already know what it is. I'm back in the booth with Nick Salsa. Nick, welcome back, my boy. How you doing? I'm back. Thanks for having me back, Fred. I got a quick shout out to Justin and Ryan. Y'all did an amazing job. Happy to listen to you guys uh, chop it up with Fred last week. Guys, Nick is straight bullcrapping you. He don't listen to this show at all. I literally um, just Nick, did. What You want to elaborate? You want to tell our family and friends and listeners out here why you've been gone for like, I don't know, eight years? What have you been up to, man, on our little break, on our little podcation? So, you know, took time to do some more work in my house and... I'm finally like living here, like most like full time. Like the past like four nights in a row, I've slept here. Pretty much breaking here news: Nick Sawa lives in his house. I know that's kind of weird. They shouldn't. Yeah, I live in my own house, guys. Like I just like busting your balls. You know, it's my no, favorite I know. activity. I know. But but so I've just been doing that, golfing, playing some basketball, doing the usual. Last week it was uh, we had to put you know we had to push the show back one day and had a golf tournament all day so. Guys, before Nick gets into more of his b-ball activities, okay, I want to go ahead and open with the fact this is a big deal, okay? I look to this time of year every year because Nick here throws on a golf tournament with the bros, and we have a good old time, okay? So finally, 
after hitting almost 30, thanks Nick for waiting until we're almost 30. Nick gets a house and I'm like, I'm going to stay with my boy. I'm excited. My boy's got a house. I can't wait to go up there and see it. Nick being that boy guys. Okay. So I'm all hype and I keep calling Nick and I'm like, yo, you're cool with me staying with you for a while. Right? Like I'm going to stay there for more than just like one night. Like I'm going to be chilling. And Nick's like, God, this is so weird guys. I can't get over this. I don't even know if we already covered it on the show, but Nick's like, you know, I'm redoing the kitchen and you might not be able to use like utilities, the stove, the microwave. You might, you know, I don't know how you're going to cook food, but you know, Nick, I don't give a rat's booty cheek about cooking or if the house is like perfect shape. I just need a roof so that if it rains, I don't get wet, you know? And if you have friends out there that are bougie enough to be like, no, I can't, I can't bring an air mattress over to your place and stay, then you shouldn't be friends with them because they're squids. All right. I don't know if you guys are listening out there. If I'm crazy, like, like Nick's house in college was nutty in the basement. Like it was dirty. Well, they was grimy. Not just the basement. Not I just never the basement. just said, I, but when Nick had his, all of his, you know, Nick is the most popular kid I know. So when all of his friends were over and they threw these ragers, I was like, Oh, I'll sleep on the rotten couch in the basement. Cause I'm a good friend. Cause I understand how life works. If you're one of those people who's like, no, 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 I need 100 thread Egyptian cotton sheets and a queen size <laughs> ultra inflatable. Get out. I don't want anything to do with you. And I think, am I crazy on this? Am I the only one who's like adaptable? Are y'all adaptable? I don't know. I think Nick is crazy for being like, sorry, my house isn't finished. Don't apologize. Thank you for letting me stay in whatever you have. I don't even care if it's a roof with no walls. I'll sleep outside. Let's do it. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm, I'll have to tell you my secret just so, you know, the audience knows. (laughs) I'm just trying to make the expectations so low that even when they're like low, they're, it's better than like the low expectation that's set, right? Like Nick, right now, I you're just have expecting no expectations. No, I'm, just, I'm expecting know, I'm just... no toilet paper. I think I'm gonna have to shit in a hole in your yard. No, no, I got a lot of toilet paper. Don't worry. See? I do need so to go buy paper towels. You're doing fine. You're doing great. I do need to go buy paper towels. Listen, though. Listen, listen, listen. The yard. Is the to- toilet paper three ply? Because I need three. No, I don't give a shit what ply toilet paper is, Nick. It's not oh. one ply. It's like the normal two ply. The Scotch Regular roll, whatever. Paper. The normal, yeah, the semi bougie stuff. But you know what I mean? Like, come on. I don't care. I really don't care. I'm just excited to see it. And it's going to be chill. And if we have to eat fucking Uncrustables the whole week, then so be it. No, you I'll know? have a toaster oven in. I'll have a microwave in. It's just, I don't know. The stove you can use. Just plug in. I'm it's not going to use in. it. I'm going to be out and about. Don't worry about it, dude. It's just, it's funny to me that you seem so like, not like bothered, but like, don't care about bothered. me. Don't worry about you, I'm boy. Just to, you know like, what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I'm just trying to let you know, you know? Nick, you could be like my house burned down, and if you want to stay with me, you got to live out of the back of the Subaru. And I'd be like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care. I don't freaking care. I do I know care. one thing you would care about. If I was like, Fred, you can stay at my house, but you have to go in the basement and kill the big spider that lives yeah, there. Yeah, no, then I'm out. That's yeah. You're right. You're right. You got to have a definitive line in the sand somewhere, man. Absolutely not. I don't do bugs in my own house. I call people for that. I call my dad an hour away. I'm like, you know, Deej, you got to get up here. You got to lock this uh, stuff down. Brett, uh, keep talking real quick. I need to, hold on, keep talking. Yeah, this is what I got to go through every show, guys. This is classic Nick. He's oh, got, he gave me this whole thing during the intro about how I got to lead no, into no, his no, activities. I was looking over, I was looking, I'm, you know, I was looking over towards like the post. Trying to make sure that and it looked like there was a massive spider just sitting there, but it wasn't. Yo, it wasn't. 
Yeah, I figured you'll be all I right. I thought I had to go, go kill it because I've been killing. Bugs Dude, once it sees the chandelier in your house, it'll turn around and leave and make fun <laughs> of his buddies. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine. Uh, so Nick, basketball. You have a little story I want to get into. What do you What do you got? Hit me with the knowledge. Oh, so basketball just leads into the story, right? Because because it made me think of it. You know, I was driving over to my house after golf. So yesterday I had uh, my basketball league game, right? And I'm playing the team. The team's pretty good, but you know we're actually kind of evenly matched. And the game's pretty physical, right? It's men's league. And it's a physical game. They're letting you get away with a lot of stuff. So there's one possession near the end of the game. It's, it was a close game. It was single digits all game. I'm guarding their best player. This best player is like six feet tall. So he's taller than me, bigger than me, stronger than me, and all that. I, I have no business guarding him, but, you know, the, our, our best what player. position best essentially team, is he playing, though? Because I thought you were more of like a small forward guard. So why are you like, guarding some big dude? Well, he's he's not he's not all right, he's like like a couple inches taller than me, right? Oh, I'm like five nine. He's like three inches taller than me, right? Bigger and stronger, right? So he's posting me up down low, and I'm like, shit, I can't do it. I like I can't let him do this. So what? And they're throwing an inbound pass to him. I tried to tip it, I can't miss it. So I just also I'm fouling the fuck out. Of him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm, not gonna lie. I'm grabbing his arm, holding his arms down. This guy's big <laughs> and strong. He's trying to get out of it. So like he gets out of it, and he like like puts one of his arms like back, you know, to like make a little room elbows me straight in the jaw, like, sh- like really hard elbow straight in the jaw. I mean, I got called for the foul and I was fouling him first. I'm not mad at the guy for elbowing me at, at all. Anyways, he didn't mean to do it on purpose, but it was like as a hard elbow I've ever like gotten right directly to the jaw, directly to the side of the jaw. I don't like the way this sounds. I don't like right. It. And I immediately got a sub went on the game, you know, and I was good. I went back in the game a couple minutes later, but it got me thinking, cause like I'm not gonna lie, my jaw still hurts a little bit. It was a very hard elbow. Guys, I mean, as much as I rip on Nick, he is not uh, a marshmallow. I mean, the kid can take a beating, so it had to hurt. Like, yeah, I'm in my in my mind right now, that no. had to be a decent elbow to the face. That's rough. It was, well, it was a problem. Also, like the perfect spot, but it had me thinking. Have you ever been punched in the face? Like, legitimately punched in the face? Um, I genuinely don't think I ever have. I mean, I've gotten in like arguments with like my brother It's probably the most physical I've ever been, uh, with anybody. Uh, that's how siblings work. Everybody's got one knows that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've gotten physical when I was younger, but nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Nothing when I was older. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know that I've ever been punched in the face. I mean, I've done some punch worthy shit. But uh, no, I don't think I've ever been popped in the face. How about, is that your first time or have you been oh, nailed so. in the face before? Yeah, real quick, poll, we'll make that a poll question. Have you ever been legitimately punched in the face? But no, that's pretty much the first time I've ever been hit like super hard. Like, you know, like it wasn't a punch, it was an elbow, but like really hard in the face. And after ha- that happening, right, I was kind of thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, Mike Tyson is not lying when he says everyone's got a plan until you get hit in the face. Because like it was jarring, especially like not expecting it coming. So like, like, I don't know, dude. That's a, it's a fair, I mean, it's a fair conversation. I'd be curious to know, but I think there's a massive difference between accidentally, like, I'm sure there's plenty of stories like people dancing at weddings or, or like you said, like playing sports and you get popped in the face. Like that shit happens. Right. But like, what about the stories of those who like did something rough and then got punched in the, like earned a punch? They deserve it. Yeah. That's a different conversation. I feel like those hurt harder. You know what I mean? You, know, you think they you hurt know, a little more? I mean, you know, it's coming, you know, you know why you're getting it. There's more, there's more uh, weight to it. That makes sense. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, I guess so. But I guess here's weird, my point. Weird bro. conversation. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. 
<laughs> I think this is a little crazy. I think everyone needs to get punched really hard in the face once. Everyone needs a good punch in the face once. What's your cover seat? What is your, what is your rationale behind that one? You, have, you just need a good punch in the face. Just know how it feels. And knows like, all right, if I do like something shitty and I get punched in the face, it's gonna hurt a lot. So everyone needs I'm, a one good punch in the face. I'll argue that society, American society, would naturally be better if everybody got punched in the face, right? But I, I but I also feel that about being like cussed out. Like if you're doing stupid shit in public, more people should be like, hey, you're being a moron right now. Or but like only if it's blatantly moronic, moronic, blatantly moronic. If it's other stuff, like all right. <laughs> it's the weirdest take and you just did the same thing it's a hot take um oh, i don't know how to express this if you're being stupid like let's say you're walking around walmart on your hands somebody should be like dude that's not how you walk in public like stop being stupid you know what i mean let's say you got perfectly good legs and you're doing a handstand walking around walmart trying to pick stuff up with your feet somebody should slap you or yell at you and be like hey that's not how you what, what are you doing you know what i mean oh so, i just have one side question because of what you just said. So does that mean if you have like two not perfectly good feet, is it okay to handstand walking? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's a predicament or a situation that requires you walking on your feet, I'm not. Then you, you that, but that's the other side of the coin. You mind your own business. Like, yeah, like if your kid, if there's a kid running around being dangerous, you could say, hey, hey, your kids, you know, might get into some trouble, whatever. But you don't parent, right? So like, there's a fine line with everything. Like if you see a kid get, they need to bring back spanking in public. Okay, if your kid is running around a grocery store and screaming and he wants candy and being a menace, it should, your parents should be able to smack that kid right then and there. And you mind your own business as a bystander. You don't get to be like, "Hey, you don't gonna hurt your kid." No parenting. But if the kid's being dumb and like lighting a lighter and trying to light cardboard boxes on fire, then you go, "Hey, you don't do that." You know what I mean? Because that's danger to other people. It's impeding other people's issues. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? My, yeah, I agree I with that. I'm mean- talking in circles over here. You got me talking in circles. No, but it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like everyone, everyone should be, you should be allowed to punch somebody in a, you in should a be allowed to hit your kids and you should be able to get punched in the face. Everyone should get punched in the face. That's that's all. Yeah. Yeah, physical saying. violence is okay. That's the motto here at Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Full Alan. Circle with Nick and Fred, you should probably get hit in the face. That's going to be our new motto. You should probably get hit in the face. Um, yeah, I'm going to be on. honest, Fred. I just real quick for you. Oh, I'm going to be honest. It's one of, the, one of the few times where I've had a take. And I'm already regretting that horrible take I just had, but I'm. Well, you don't think people it. should get hit in the face? No, nah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I think certain people should. Not everybody should. If you're a genuinely kind-hearted person, well, like and you're not, not like, really a, like an old lady or something, but I don't know. But if the old lady is doing like you know some crazy stuff and like preaching about how you need Jesus or being a menace to society, then yeah, she should probably get punched in the face. I can't have this conversation anymore. It's gonna put me in a bad light, guys. We're moving on to a completely different topic. <laughs> We're going to jump the hell out of that. So for those Swifties out there, or semi-Swifties as I like to call them, right? Like you like Taylor Swift, but you're not like, oh my God, my childhood wouldn't have been what it was without Taylor Swift making use. Like some girls are freaking nutty out there, okay? Some super fans. Like you can be a fan, but don't be a, like a spaz. Um, Taylor Swift is redropping a lot of her albums. I don't know if I've covered this on the show. I, I am a Taylor Swift fan. I think your 1989 album, if you guys ever get a chance and you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll check out Taylor Swift. If you ever, you know, ever used a radio or turned on a television and you don't know what's going on with Taylor Swift, 1989 album is pretty good. There's some other ones out there and she's remaking her older ones too, from like original country music type stuff. Um, uh, speak now and a couple other ones. Um, a lot of people don't know why she's doing this, right? Like why would an older Taylor Swift literally recreate the exact same songs and put them out as new music, right? For money. 
No, it's not that. See, people think it's a conceited reason, but there's actually a legitimate political story behind this. So when Taylor Swift was, when she first come on the, came on the scene, when she was like 18 or younger, I think she might have been 17, 18, I'm not exactly sure. But she, when you sign with studios, you pretty much hand over the rights, if I'm understanding this. Uh. This is the Doug Fred version, right? So somebody along Taylor Swift's career bought the rights to all of her old music and makes money off all of her old music. Radios, likeliness, the whole thing, right? So Taylor Swift became super popular, super, you know, well-rounded, super, like, super starry, and tried, obviously she's worth a ton of money, tried to buy back the rights to her own music. And the person that had it was like, no, <laughs> I'm making a lot of money off you. Like, I'm not going to do that. So Taylor Swift, because she gets credit, she wrote the songs. They are still, she has rights to the lyrics and lightness of the song, even though it's not the actual produced version. Recreated all these old songs, the Taylor's version, because politically and technically, they are now her songs. If you listen to the songs that you know and love of Taylor Swift, but you listen to them in the Taylor Swift version, Taylor Swift makes the money and gets the credit off of it versus her original albums. Oh. Wild stuff, huh? I think so it's crazy. Yeah, I think that's cool, but I gotta say, is the guy who who whoever or whoever whoever bought her like music originally? I don't know about you, but I can't blame them for not selling it back to her. Am I right? Well, I don't think it's an individual person either. And if you guys, you might have to do your own. There's a Google it segment here, full circle guys. Google why Taylor Swift does the Taylor's version. I'm giving a very very diluted version of this, but I don't think it's a single individual who owns those rights. I think it's a uh, like a, like a um conglomerate like a uh kind of like a mutual fund group type thing like a bunch of people put up a bunch of money to own the rights of her song and make money off of like the the usage of her song so i don't think it's one person she'd be like hey seriously i'll give you like all the money big I think machine it, yeah. records they own it yeah yeah is that is that what it is did you look yeah, it up i'm pretty so sure it's a conglomerate or a committee or something so it's not record one label. person she has to yeah it's a record label that won't give up the rights so she's like fine i think this is one hell of a business move this is one of the craziest business moves i've ever seen like like purely from a economic standpoint um in principle standpoint i've never seen an artist do this i've never seen this before in my life i think it's crazy the story is wild but to be able to be so well liked and so um I mean, just popular is the right word. Oh, I've to heard re drop your old songs and still become a superstar is just nuts to me. Like Taylor Swift goaded hot take. I'm, I don't know if I've done this as a poll, but I'll do it again. Is Taylor Swift goaded. Gooder Braun is the guy who owns the record label that owns her music. I've heard the name before. I think like people have like tried to like dump on them because, you know, all the Taylor Swift fans. Are literally like said, some of them, that's Nick, true. are nuts. Some Taylor Swift fans are like, oh my God, I wouldn't have gotten through puberty if you well, didn't dude, listen to, like, relax. I saw a video, right? And there's this person that, like, is a Taylor Swift lookalike, and they, like, purposely, like, dress like her or whatever and go to concerts. I don't know. They just, like, cosplaying a Taylor Swift. But they look just like her. They're walking down the street, and a Taylor Swift fan walks up to her and just starts crying and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's you, Taylor. And they just have tears he has tears streaming down his face and she's like i'm not taylor not taylor's like yes i know you are and see now this is where it gets weird right is simping for celebrities cringe because men yeah. do it with athletes though like i saw i saw david ortiz when i was a kid i was like oh my god i need a picture with this guy i didn't go like david ortiz you changed my life uh, i wasn't like that but like i was like you know i was fanboying a little bit I'm like, oh my god it's it's big poppy it's the man of boston i need a photo with this guy but like i did it in like a rational way is is over fanning or simping a, a superstar cringe it's cringe whether it's a sports athlete 
or an artist. All right. The sports people that are like super like crazy and cringe. Well, yeah, yeah like I need a signed jersey or a signed bag. Yeah, or they're like, or they like, go there and start crying and bawling for no reason. Like, I don't know. No, I maybe think I'm I mean, just not. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too harsh, but no, I don't know. I'm with. I you. think it's a little ridiculous. Like, chill. There's like, a difference between being like, like, I like Taylor Swift. I like her, like her music, and I would be super cool to like meet her in person somewhere. That's sick. Like, whatever. But being like, I, I, I haven't lived my life until I go to a Taylor Swift concert or touch Taylor Swift's hand. Like, that's my, that's that's where I draw the line. There's well, like, super have, fandom. Is I'm weird. telling you, there's no one that I don't personally know or like that I would ever just meet and start crying. Right? Like. Think about it. I'm, there's not a celebrity out there. I would agree with well, that. I'm a fan of, and I just no think that I'm not going to start crying. Be like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, like an emotional oh, like, wreck. Like maybe if I hadn't seen Fred Hull and I see him for the first time in like 10 years for some reason, maybe I'd be like, oh my God, it's a little old Fred Hull. But other than yeah. that, I don't know. You know? <laughs> Dude, like, I'm going to start... I'm going to start crying laughing when me and you are in the same retirement home in 40 years, just swearing at children. That'll 40 be- years, dude. I hope I'm not in <laughs> retirement home that soon. <laughs> that's 70, right? That's, yeah, it's like 69. I don't, huh, I don't have good eating habits, buddy. Like 70 sounds about right. Well, you sh- well, I'm when probably you come here, I'm going to make it to see 55, bro. Well, Fred, <laughs> that's why when you come here, we ain't eating and you're going to lose some weight. Oh, all right. That's a bold plan, but I'll leave the Red Bulls here then. I won't bring them with me. Um, <laughs> no, no. Don't worry, Fred. Right. We're going to play some basketball. I'm going to get you running, dude. I mean, I, I don't actually, either, I wouldn't but... mind playing ball. We got to play some ball. All right. Oh, let's not get sidetracked, but I agree. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, had some noodles for dinner. So I got a lot of like, you know, it's like a carby. Oh, have you ever had like those carby, carby burps? Like it's just in your throat. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like yeah. on that right now. I had some nice Sakura garden for dinner, dude. Oh, I got home from golf, right? And my mom. Well, I, so I went to my house to get some clothes to bring, or I went to my parents' house to get some clothes. And my mom and grandmother are eating dinner. And I like jokingly tell my mom, I was like, oh, you didn't get me dinner, blah, blah, blah. Jokingly. And my grandma pretty much forced me. She's like, I'm going to be angry if you don't let me buy you dinner right now. So <laughs> your grandma's the sweetest lady in the history of the world. Hands down. I will also say this. Um, I think I've said on the podcast before, I don't mind reiterating. And guys, as we go longer into this project in life, okay, I'm going to reiterate some stuff. Top three restaurants must go to restaurants, not for architecture or looks or anything, just out of pure good food that you must do in Eastern Connecticut. Sakura Gardens in Manchester is yep. a sushi, uh, um, hibachi place we talked about before. Hands down, one of my top restaurants, top three restaurants in Connecticut. Shade, I, I, I heard it's expensive, but I still stand by it. If you're ice cream or sweet junkie uh, or burgers, Shady Glen, Manchester. Okay, Shady Glen up there on my list. That's two. Three, New England pizza in Vernon. If you want, if you if you're not in New England, you you forget how spoiled you are by New England and New York pizza. Get some damn pizza. New England pizza is at the top of my list. You know the family's run it for years. So New England pizza, Sakura Garden, and uh, Shitty Glen. Hit one of the three. If you're in Connecticut at any point, you're welcome. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Yeah, poor Fred. We said you went to that local pizza place and that trash pizza, right? Last I week. did. It, yeah, it was, it was it was a whole greasy ordeal. It was, it was bad because it was like before I've had them and they're good. It's like bro- the name of the place is like Brooklyn Pizzeria. I've never had a bad problem with that spot. I always take like homemade pizza over like the the Domino's stuff. Domino's mm-hmm. pizza. Like I just I don't vibe with that. But yeah, it's whatever. And yeah, no, you're like you you realize how spoiled you are when you leave New England. How hard it is to find like decent pizza. Which I don't know if you guys are big Barstool sports fan, but that one bite um, pizza reviews that. Uh, Dave Portnoy, the uh, president of Barstool, does. 
you can see, go, go check his reviews. All the best ones are in New York, Connecticut, uh, Mass. And then you get down to like, you know, Florida has a couple good ones because it's people who learned the trade up in New England and New York then moved out. So in Chicago, I guess, has some, but it's a different style. I, I don't know. I don't know. I stand by my statement. That's the end of it. Uh, Nick. All right, real quick. I want to expand on something you just mentioned before, right? You've so been it. to this pizza place a lot of times and every other time has been good except for that time, right? I've only been like maybe four times since we moved in. Okay. We haven't even hit a year yet. So I, oh, and, okay. Know, yeah, yeah. So, so, so maybe four or five times, and this was one of the five. So 20, we have an 80% success rate over here. So, you know, I go to, as I've said many times, I go to Jersey Mike's every Wednesday. Jersey Mike's. Yup. I have to say there's been once or twice where I've gotten a sandwich there and it's been complete trash, complete That's terrible. Unfortunate. But uh, since I go there every week, Obviously, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, your ratio. That makes sense? You're bound for a mistake. Yeah. So I feel like no matter if you if if there's like a food place and you go to them a lot multiple times, you're eventually going to go there one time and it's going to be bad. But you just need to remember all the times it was good and keep going there. See, that's why I had those top three though, Nick, and I stand by this. On the, I, I will die on this hill. Those three, the, my top restaurants in life or suggestions in life are ones that have never let me down. I've been going to New England Pizza since I was five years old. And I've never, I don't ever, ever remember an undercooked me. I mean, I don't know how you mess up pizza. I'm picking very good things. You can't mess up ice cream. Like, you, you know what I mean? Or burgers. So yeah, I'm with you. But as a whole, the three that I named are the reason that they are, they're the epitome of one service, two quality and three, just, I mean, perfection. I've never had a bad pizza at New England pizza. I've never had like crappy ice cream from Shady Glen and I've never had a bad sushi roll at Sakura Garden or bad hibachi. So I stand by it. I stand by it. Right. That's what makes you stand out. I have to say one thing. I love Sakura Garden, but one time, one time, because I've, I've, I've been going See, there a little bit more. Everything. I didn't know. I want to hear the story. I, didn't I love know. hibachi, but one time when I went there, everything was good except for the rice was bad. The rice, for some reason, like sucked. Was it hard, like undercooked or something? I don't I know. It's fried rice. I think it was undercooked or something. It was just terrible. But I still go back there because I, I literally just ate it for dinner, and the rice was perfect. The miso soup, the salmon was amazing. You know, you got. I'm just saying, guys, if you go to a place a couple times and one time is bad, don't just immediately throw it off. I'm Unless it's like I'm really, really bad. I'm not saying throw it out, but I'm just saying that makes you appreciate the one that makes you appreciate the ones that last and mm -hmm. the ones that do that go a little above and beyond that much more. Like I've been to Sakura, Sakura for years. I go back every time I visit Connecticut. I've never had a problem. So for me, you know it's going to stand out. This actually reminds me. So there's a place near my work where I used to go get chicken sandwiches. It's right next to Sun Sun. It's a new place, Oakland okay. Pizza. Ooh, I like the name. One time, I, so the very first time I went there, I got I got a chicken slider. It was delicious. I was like, oh my god. This is so good this and wonderful. I feel that. I feel that. Guess what happened? The next two or three times I went there, trash. The chicken was all like just gross. It was like not good at all. So I don't really go there anymore. So oh, sucks. I feel like I got tricked. I just I just got lucky. I the one time the sandwich was good and every other time I went there, it sucked. And it, you know, I think that could happen too. I think you can also get the opposite where you go to one place and I'm like, oh, this is good. And then it's actually bad. I don't, see, I don't, but see, you, you're one for you, you're, your problem is your ratio. You only went once and then it was. No, I've been like 10 times. I, I, I've, I've kept going, 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 I've kept going back. I've been like there 10 times at least. It's never been as good that first time. And it's been like pretty bad, like nearly That's half. Fine. That's I, don't fine. And the, but I feel like, so like what, what sample size do you think you need? There's a fair question. So you think five, 10 times is enough? I think it depends on what you're getting, but 
if it's something simple, like, you know, like just a fried chicken sandwich, like five times you should know, like easily. Yeah, it's a chicken sandwich. It's the same with burgers. Like, I feel like if I went to Shady Glen and they messed up a burger twice, I'm like, bro, it's burger. Wait, like, I feel I, like if you go somewhere and they mess it up twice in a row, you're done. But my only problem was one time was really good. Every other time it's been, oh, so like, just not like, I'm telling you, a couple times I've been like, I, I'm, I'm never going here again. All right. That's but fair I enough. I remember that one time. I remember I that one bad. time. It was real good. I remember that one time. All I know is one time bad will ruin it. It'll ruin a spot for it. Not like ruin it, but it it messes with your head because you know, like you don't forget it. Especially if you do mm-hmm. go all the time or it is a regular place for you and you do have a like a crazy bad experience. It's tough. It's tough to overcome, and that's why restaurants struggle because it's like you know one. That's why the reviews go out. Whatever. That's it's a whole another conversation. Um, Nick, I want to spin one more. I want to got a couple more topics. I also got polls this week that we got to get into. I didn't even write that in there. I know. I know. I'm slacking. Uh, so on, on kind of a backboard onto the uh, Taylor Swift thing. This isn't nearly as involved, but I was kind of thinking of stuff for today. Like I just didn't have a lot going on. I haven't really been out of house a lot in the last couple. I mean, I have, but not doing anything different than what I normally do. Um, there's not a lot of hate songs out there, Nick. I was just sitting here like, you know, shooting the shit with Cass. And I was like, what do we use for topics? And she was like, giving me some top five, some ideas. And then I was like, I want, I could spoon, spin one of her ideas. There's not a lot of hate. Like, do you have any good hate songs out there? Like love songs. Everybody's got like, it's some more. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of love songs out there. Like every, I, you could argue every Taylor Swift song is a love song, but what would you have any good hate songs? I only, the only one I could think of and I'm sitting there, I'm like, hate songs, hate songs. And then I, I don't F with you. And then Big Sean. Do you count like rap diss songs? Uh, I mean, like general hate, not like towards somebody. All right, so I vote Tim Dog. Fuck Compton. He just literally shits on Compton. Compton, yeah. But that's I'm a good put, song. I'm just doing this more as like a category for a poll. I want to see, we're going to do an open end poll and I want to see, I want everybody, I'm going to, we're going to compile a, a playlist based on everyone's responses of top hate songs. Uh, yeah. So put that up there. Put, uh, fuck what are your favorite hate songs? What was that um, one? I just had something by who? Tim dog. Fuck Compton. I had another Tim one. Dog. I just forgot it already though. Poop, 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 poop. Um, maybe look, let me look. That's fine. I just, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like love songs, you can, I can think of a few. I can think of like, but mostly country. I listen to a lot of country. So a lot of country is love songs and like, I miss you songs and shit like, but not a lot of like F you like, um, oh. Ooh, that reminds me that there's one, um, what is it? Uh, Carrie Underwood, right? Slide the, uh, before he cheats. That's a, that's a, like, get them away I, from me. I got one for you. Uh, drown by a uh, front porch. Step. Uh, is this a front porch step? I think. Let me look it up. All right, look it up real quick. But yeah, Dr- we're gonna drown be- by front front porch step. It's basically about a guy who got like cheated on, and it's really good if if you want to like a hate song. <laughs> All right, hate, I, we got we song. got four right there, but it took us a second to make sure we got the names and everything. So, but we'll put it open ended, guys, on Instagram at Fold Out Circle Podcast. Is that right? Do I have that right? At Fold Out Circle Pod. I don't know what yeah, it is. Fold Out Circle Podcast on instagram and we'll have that open-ended for you guys go in there send us your uh hate songs i'll do it open-ended next week so keep an eye out early next week for that yeah, guys, um, make yeah. sure you you follow us you subscribe you leave Smash a like, like leave a comment down below you put notifications drink on drink prime energy send drink us 30 dollars yep. donate to wikipedia under our name full that circle for a discount today no i'm just kidding don't listen none of that none yeah. of that is accurate you none of that, that is true you might Do not get anything. Yeah. Don't like, don't ever go to like a Texas roadhouse and be like, you know, full circle. I get 15% off. No, like we don't, we aren't cool enough for that. We don't do things. No. Like that. Sorry yeah. about it. Uh, Nick, 
Have you ever used, when's the last time you used an inflatable pool? Inflatable pool? That's what I, I mean, said, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know if I ever have. Okay. I probably did when I was younger, so no, I don't know. Why? The problem with marrying a nut bag, Nick, is that nut bags, when they're adults, have adult money for their nut bag habits. Do you understand Uh-oh. what I'm saying? Oh, so we're going to say this unnamed nut bag that I live with that doesn't have four legs decided she was going to spend some of her adult money on a massive, like 13-foot inflatable pool. Really? Is it one of those nice ones? No. It's like a foot and a half off the ground. The dog can still get in it. I have yet to ever use it, and I never will. And it's still inflated in the garage, taking up half the space. Wait, I think inflatable pools are garbo. I think they're trash, garbage, garbology. Wait, where'd she what get was it? Your uh, Amazon. Because I'm seeing one on, it was from Walmart, $140, 13 feet. Is it a safe? Is it best way? Brian? I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm not going to walk out to the garage. I, I don't care enough about it. I just want to know what y'all be doing. Like, so it's only a foot and a half tall. That kind of stinks, huh? Yeah, most of them are. Like, this one oh. for like, all right. So, like, this one. I'm looking it's at not, one right now. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Hang on. I mean, I could probably go to like recent inflatable pool, right? And it's probably an expensive one because she's a nutbag. But no, I'm talking like like Nick. If you search inflatable pool on Amazon, it's like the third one. It's so ten feet long, right? And you can see that they're barely up to their knees. It's like that. So it's not like a kitty kitty pool, but it isn't like a big thick pool either. Hmm, and you Catch don't like my it? drift? No, it's poop. Because what people don't understand is you gotta drain the water out of these things, which never comes all the way out. And then you got to inflate. It's like three inflatable sections. The base is inflatable. The walls are inflatable. It's like three different spots. You have to fill all that up, whether if, especially if you don't have a vacuum. And then you got to deflate all that shit and get all the water out. And where are you going to store it when you're done? Like once you're done, once it's not folded up all nicely, like when you got it, it's just, it's just, ugh. you know. I just I think inflatable pools are absolutely garbage, and I want to do a poll on it because am I nuts here? Like, I don't care how hot it is. I'll drive to, I'm an adult. I'll drive to a lake. I'll drive to a river. I'll drive to the ocean. I don't need no inflatable ass pool in my backyard. I don't think they're that bad, if I'm being honest. If you just get a little one, it's just so like. So let me do not get simple for you. Yay or nay on inflatable pools? Yay. Trash. I'll bring you Cass's when I come up. I'm just done. because even know you're a little sour puss who doesn't like the inflatable pool doesn't mean others can't enjoy it. It was crap. It was just because you, you're gonna sit in it and deflate it doesn't it's mean other people the, can't. Like, we, all right, it also depends on your yard, right? Like we're not our yard isn't fully developed. I'm still getting there, so like it still has dirt and stuff. So she walks around and gets dirt in the water, and there's bugs ew. everywhere. It's just ew, it's gross. I tell you, once your once your grass is in though, you'll you'll like maybe maybe I'll consider. No, it. once you're done being a big old little sourpuss, <laughs> dumping on little inflatable pools. You're gonna like. I it. want you to be in the same aggressive mindset as me. I just want you to remember how shitty those peeps were. Okay, <laughs> I have no business bringing that up, but I just want your head there. That's how I feel about inflatable pools. All right, last thing before we hit uh, the polls. I know. I'm sorry to do that. Why would you just? I had to do it. I needed you to be in the same space. 
You weren't Why? there with me mentally. Because I needed... I'm not. Because what's wrong with an inflatable pool? It's Nick. It, it, what's wrong with peeps? <laughs> Everything. Okay. Listen. All right. Last thing, and then we'll get into polls. Last thing, we'll get into polls. So I just want to remind anybody out there who has a significant other, preferably to the male audience. If you're female and you're listening to this, make sure your man treats you right, ladies. Okay. Me and Cass were visiting a friend of mine in Virginia Beach when we were up visiting her sister. We went out to dinner. Cass was in a nice-ass dress. I'm in my polo with my hamburger meat hanging out my new chain. I was looking good. We walked the boardwalk with my friends, and Cass is wearing heels, and they're, like, pinching her pinky toe to the point where it actually, like, pulled skin off. Like, it was bad. So she's oh. like, my feet, my like, a little blister. She's like, my feet hurt. Um, I'm going to go back to the car and get shoes, which was like three blocks from us. Like it wasn't even close. I'm like, no, I pull off my freaking new balance men's shoes right there on the boardwalk, give them to her with the socks. And then I proceed to walk barefoot like the entire time we head back to the car and we have to go through this alleyway that has like the beach sand and it looks a little gross. It's not like there's, there's ways to cross uh, streets, but the, our parking garage was an entrance in a non-conventional street crossing. So I'm like, if I'm crossing this little hepatitis alley, I'm gonna need shoes. So I put Cass's heels on and proceeded to walk all the way to the car. Do what you need to do for your lady. Okay. For all the male audience out there and ladies know what you deserve. Okay. If your man isn't cool enough to put on some fucking heels and walk across some beach sand in a public area, then he, he ain't for you, bro. Uh, Yeah. So if I'm gonna be honest, I agree with that. But also ladies, if you can get a man who's a real man and manly and will just walk across that instead of wearing the heels, you should get him. Yeah, it's all fine and dandy until you have to go get a syringe removed from your foot or a rusty oh nail my God, out. I bet there's a couple little sand pebbles. Doesn't matter. I made for need. My friend Kelsey has the video. I had it on her Snap story. I don't know if she saved it or not. I can ask her. But got video me making a crosswalk in populated ass Virginia Beach in heels in a polos. Pretty impressive, actually. I don't know how girls walk in that shit all day, Nick. I walked on it for five minutes and my fucking feet were killing me. It was like it was like pulling on muscles I didn't know existed. I was like, this is this is horrendous. I don't uh, know why women do this. This is garbo. I mean, I was able to balance, but barely. I almost broke my leg once. I missed like a step or something or caught a rock because I'm gonna almost snap my ankle in half. But no, not I mean you but you gotta do you gotta keep your woman happy. So just remember that shit. All right. Uh that's that. I, what, what, all right, let me ask you that before we, while I'm pulling up polls, Nick, what's the craziest thing you've ever done for a love interest? Have you ever done anything crazy like that? I've done anything crazy? Not like crazy, mean, but what's the, what's the, what, what would you consider the craziest thing you've ever done for a date or a lady friend of yours? Um, oh, I don't even know. I don't think I've ever done anything super crazy like that. I mean, you had one that was long distance. You flew across the fucking country for her. I think that's a pretty big one. Uh, you know, I guess, you, yeah, yeah. I, consider that crazy that's chivalry bro like oh you want to hang out but you can't come to me i will come to you and a nice six hour flight what a pimp dude i would never i'd be like hell no absolutely not so i i nick cross-country flights me heels for five minutes that's that's where we're at (laughs) that's Mm. what we do all right i might take the heels in that situation Next so the polls are up, guys. Polls are the deal. Nick wasn't here, but I can't wait to hear his thoughts. It's kind of cool. Kind of, I like when he's not around and I can throw them at him like real time. So Nick, I did what is worse? Soggy wings, freezer burned ice cream, or flimsy nachos? We uh, had easily. Oh, can I answer real quick? Hang on. We had 27 votes total. So what do you think won? And by what do you think? What, all right. Tell me yours. And what do you think won? I want to know what yours is. Freezer burned ice cream. You, 
So yours is freezer burn ice cream is the worst of the three, or is yeah, that the that's one? what I think is the worst, and that's what one for sure because like that's what one for sure, huh? Yeah, that's that's the worst. Wrong, wrong. I wasn't ready for this. Soggy wings, ten votes. Freezer burn ice cream, six votes. Flimsy nachos, eleven votes. So people you know don't what? like soggy chips. You know what? I don't order nachos very, very often. Actually, I don't think I ever do. I see other people sometimes when they're like, oh, I order for the table. Like if you go to Moe's and you get chips and they're flimsy, it's like, Ugh. it's like same no, with you like, know what? like flimsy fries are in the same ballpark. Ugh. You know Uncooked. what? I, I'm not mad that one, but I think the freezer burner ice cream, I think the freezer burner ice cream is worse, but oh my goodness, is a soggy, like now that I really think about it, is a soggy chip just awful. It's just awful. It's like, oh. Like, Man. But I'm up there, like I, I mean, I the one one vote off from soggy chicken wings. I that's what started the whole conversation. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to last week's episode. I don't get that soggy chicken wings. I really don't get it, Fred. It was oversauced and undercooked. That's how you get soggy wings. Oversauced, undercooked. Like you know how, how when you have crispy chicken. Shit. You know, have you ever had crispy chicken? And then, like, yeah. the breading is moist. It's like it's not cooked long enough. It's not fried long enough. It's not oh, crispy. That's gross, Fred. It's the that's same gross. shit. That's exactly what a soggy wing is. It's that's just, gross. it's just, eh, it's nasty. So it really fired me up, and that's what started that poll. But yeah, you guys said flimsy nachos by a vote, then soggy chicken wings, freezer burn, ice cream is last. I think you power through the freezer burn part, and you get to the good stuff, and at least you have something nice. No, but, but usually when it's nachos. freezer burn, the entire thing is not always. I don't know. Usually, usually, usually. Me, it's like an inch usually. in from the top. But usually, yeah, I, all right, all right. Agree to disagree. This one was interesting. I just want this was a very niche poll this time, guys. But I wanted to see where y'all been. Where y'all been? Have you ever been to Sedona, Arizona? Nick, have you been? No. Good talk. Un. I said no. Yeah, whatever. You did it from the other room. I can hear it. Like you're. I had to run back. I'm back. Just stop running around. Sit down and do a show with me. I'm so doing guys, a show. I, I said no. Show. Oh my god. Why I would asked, you ask that? Very specific question, by the way. Because Ryan hiked there, and he was saying it was a great place. And I know a lot of people that have hiked down near the Grand Canyon. I was like, I wonder if any of them have been to the Sedona place. What's crazy to me, Nick, is how the votes turned out. 26 votes. How many do you think have been there? Uh, Well, since you said crazy, I don't know, two? Four. Four people have been to Sedona, Arizona. And I've never even really? heard of it. Yeah. Wow. I was actually surprised by this. Four people have been there and said it was like, because Ryan was like, it's a really cool place, whatever. It has its own fucking, like, like, I don't even know, graphic on, on Instagram, like Arizona, Sedona, Arizona, Adventure On. So, like, it must be, like, I don't know if there's a national park there or what, but, yeah, apparently Sedona, Arizona. If you haven't gone, you should go because four people have been there out of 20, what, six people? And it's pretty nutty. So, wow. And every one of these people I know to be living on the East Coast. So they all traveled there. They don't live, none of these people live near Wowzers. Nutty. Uh, second to last poll. This one was interesting and I wanted to see how crazy people are. And I got my answer. Okay. So we have a lot of friends. We were talking about this. Ryan is a hiker. I have a lot of friends who hike. What is the longest hike you've ever made, Nick? What is the longest hike you've ever done? Zero to five miles, five to 15 miles, 15 to 30 miles, or 30 plus miles, Nick? On one hike. Um, so the longest hike I've been on is I'm looking it up now. Looking up now, I went on like an eight mile hike. I went, I did, the, I hiked up Mount Washington once, up and back. 
Okay. I think mine is either on the five mile mark. So I'm either at zero to five or five to 15. Yeah, um, five, I, 15. I have to look up Franconia notch. The ones I've ever done are New Hampshire. I've done some in um, the Shenandoah national park in Virginia, but they were flat and they were not that long. I do not remember even round trip them being over five miles. But I know we have a lot of active people in our following, and I wanted to see what people voted. So what one do you think won, Nick? What one do you think is the most average So what were the ones after 5 to 15 again? So 0 to 5, 5 to 15, 15 to 30, or 30 plus. What I think got the most? Yeah. 5 to 10. All right, so you're right. It's uh, The 12 votes was for 5 to 15. Second highest was 0 to 5 miles, which was 10 votes. Then four votes, 15 to 30. Guys, if you're popping out 15 to 30-mile hikes, you're nuts. There's one psychopath who voted 30 miles more, voted to hike more than 30 miles. And that is our boy that we had on the show, Andrew, the Spokane kid, has done an over 30-mile hike. Nutty. You want to see something crazier you know they have these things called ultra marathons which are are races that you run over over Mountains 26 miles i didn't know that i've never and heard of that. our one of our mutual friends i'll tell you i'll tell you his name uh, off the show but he has ran like races before that are over 30 miles like uh, this is not hiking he's running a race that's over 30 miles yeah people are psychos guys i don't know how y'all do it but I, I mean, I get it. I'm not like the physical type. I still like doing stuff, but not like that. I mean, you couldn't, there would have to be a pretty damn rewarding hike for it to be over 30 miles. Like I like, I've said this before. I said it last week on the show too, when Nick wasn't here, but I like a reward. Like if I'm taking a big hike, it better be a big, like, what is it? Victoria falls. And in, in, I think it's Africa. Um, this is some of the highest waterfalls in the world. Like if, if it was a 30 mile hike to get to that, or like Machu Picchu, I would do it. Like it has what? to be a massive reveal. So you know? here's the thing. I, I, I agree with you on that, why you would do it, but. You know what? Like some people, like our friend who does the races, the reason why he does it is just, you know, it's just to push yourself. You know what I mean? To be like, can I do this? And showing yourself you can. It's, you know what I mean? Dude, those who worry about like physicality and like in uh, I don't know if it would fall under hygiene, but like self care in in a physical form, I applaud you. I just, it's not, I don't like running. I don't like walking. I don't. I don't mind walking or running. It's just like, I don't prefer to do it. Like I, I have to be doing something. It has to be a reward, I guess for, for the activity. I mean, I just, I, I know people who will go out and like my, uh, we've had Alex Smith on the show. He is a tracks guy. I've seen, I met him in Atlanta. He did like an eight mile run in the morning just to stay in shape. And that's what he likes doing. He likes running good. For, I, that ain't me. It just, it never will be me. That's something I would have to work at. I just, I don't know. And I respect those who do it. It's just, I wanted to see how many, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So interesting poll, but I'm, I appreciate the honesty from everybody. And uh, Andrew, if you want to DM us and let us know what hike that was, I'd be very interested to find out. Um, the last poll we did guys was straightforward. I was actually dumbfounded by the response though. Amazon prime day where they do a bunch of discounted stuff on Amazon. Usually you can find something for what you're looking for. Prime day, basically a yay or nay or in between. So I did amazing meh or trash. So good, bad, or maybe somewhere in the middle, right? Um, we had a bunch of votes uh, again. So we had 25 votes on this one, Nick. What do you think won? Uh, in between. You were correct. Meh had 15 total votes. Amazing four, trash six. So Prime Day is not well-liked in the overall, which is crazy. I thought a lot more people would take advantage of that, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, I, if you can't find stuff for what you're looking for, I could see where it would be like useless. Like, oh, I don't need, you know, tongs to sing into for karaoke. It's kind of a useless thing. <laughs> there is a lot of, you know what I mean? There's a lot of weird uh, shit out there. So 
I get it. But uh, I thought more people would be, you know, like, hey, we, you know, I take the deals when I can get them, you know? Yeah, I was more like a meh. I think, you know, like I'm meh. Like, okay. Like you might use it. You might not. I think meh is a good spot. That's why I put it in there because that's kind of where I'm at. Like if they have something good, I'll do it. If they don't, whatever. But I'm not going to waste my time or spend money I don't need to spend. That's just where I'm at. So, but yeah, those are the polls this week. We get more polls up for you the next week. Guys, already got six written down on my little pad here. Um, but we're definitely over half. Nick, what's your fun fact this week before we get into some discussion points? Fred, okay. I got a good one for you guys. Fred, do you know who Charles Radborn is? <laughs> no. Charles Radborn, nicknamed Old Haas, Old Haas Radborn, was a MLB player. He played in the major leagues from 1880 to 1891. Okay. So now I know... You and everyone else is like, why the hell am I bringing up some? I'm stoked. Some old baseball player who is he is uh, he was a pitcher. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But why am I bringing him up? Well, he's known actually. His legacy, besides being a really uh, a Hall of Fame baseball player, is he's known for being the first person to be photographed giving the middle finger. In like 18- overall, yeah, and like ever, like all photographs. You know, because like photography, the got like its beginnings around like the late 1800s. In 1886, when he was playing for the uh, New York Giants, they took a team photo, and you can see uh, Charles Old Haas Radborn flipping off the cameraman. <laughs> if you go to his Wikipedia page and scroll to the bottom, you see him flipping off the camera. It's kind of funny. If you want to look it up real quick, Fred Charles Radborn R A D. B O U R N, and you can see the first person to ever flip off the camera. It's kind of a funny and amusing, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like behind the fo- like in the team photo, he's like in the back, yeah, which I feel like is like a pivotal part of team photos. If you ever play sports, is like if you're in the back, you're pulling some, you know what I mean, you're finessing. This is hilarious, yeah. That's I like this. the first guy to ever be uh photographed flipping off the camera. I just think it's funny. That is hilarious. I like it. I'm trying to find the footage. This is nuts. Yeah, guys. Charles Radborn, Hall of Famer, and the godfather of giving the middle finger on camera. What a great reputation to have. Like, what, imagine being this guy's like great grandson or something and being like, my grandfather was the first one ever photographed pissing people off. You know what I mean? That's an awesome fun fact. I like that. Charles Radborn, also known as, what was it? Big Haas? Old Haas. Old Haas. Radborn. I like that. It's a great name. He played for a couple people. I, I'm showing him in Boston jerseys everywhere. Buffalo, so you, he played for the uh, Boston Bean Eaters and mm-hmm. the Boston Reds. Yeah, he made his way around. Boy knew how to how to travel. But yeah, good fun fact, Nick. You guys are trying to win that bar trivia. You already know. Nick saw a fun fact, baby. Charles Radborn. Remember oh, the yeah, name. Old Haas. The original middle finger. Middle finger. Uh, Nick, a couple of discussion points. We'll get the song of the week. We'll get the heck out of here. You saw a wild thing, and I want to go over it with you. So tell me more about this million-dollar shot. Is it a sports challenge? What are, we, what are we looking at here? So I had never heard the story. I'm guessing many people listening haven't heard the story. And it's a good story. I mean, it's more like the, the, the sports fans are going to like the story more. But even if you're not a sports fan, you're going to like the story. So back in the year hmm, – uh, I forget what year it was. It's in the 90s, right? Hold on, let me look it up real quick, Fred. If you want While to... you're looking it up, did you were you able to, for that golf tournament, we're going to do matching outfits-ish. Were you able to see if they had that shirt? 
Uh, my dad will be going to check tomorrow, and then I'm gonna. Do you what color you want? Uh, I wanted the same design, different color, if possible. If what not, color? just give me what you got. Any, any color, any okay. pastel, bright ass motherfudging color. Okay, let's you get back I mean? to uh, back to the show, guys. All right. In the 1993 uh, NBA basketball season, the Chicago Bulls they did a um, they ran a promotion. If you made it, so every home game they picked a random uh, fan out of the crowd. And they gave him one shot at a three quarters court shot on an NBA floor, which is like 82 feet. Right. And if no, you dude. made the shot, you got $1 million. They did this for the entire 1993 season. Now, Fred, you, you've played basketball before. Is a three quarter sh- court shot, not ridiculously hard to make. I'm guessing you've never made one, right? I'm not saying it's impossible for a more athletic person, but I know there's no way I can barely throw one over half court. So, well, so that's that also I'm like, like those are on high school courts. NBA courts are like 20 feet longer. That's true. That is true. Yes. So it's like an 80 foot shot. It's a ridiculous shot. Hands down. It's a ridiculous shot. So no matter how you look at it. So they, they figured no one would ever make it. And they got a company to sponsor and they gave out and they had gave everyone a million dollar shot. So, Throughout most of the season, you know, NBA season runs November to uh, April. April is usually the end of the regular season. No one hit a shot. And then on April 14th, 1993, a man named Don Calhoun was picked out of the crowd to go take this million-dollar shot. The reason why it was picked is because the guy picking it was like, oh, his shoes won't scuff the short, cuff, scuff the court, let's let him on. Man goes up. Takes the three quarter court shot, drills it, wins one million dollars. Crazy story, right, Fred? Nutty, nutty stuff. There's an issue with this. I, I wouldn't be telling you the story if it was just him. Yeah, it's just straight up. Shot. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. There's gonna be what is it, a tax issue or a loophole so, that they didn't have to pay him. I'm waiting to see this what happens. Goes. You have there's an insurance company that, that that's supposed to pay out the million dollars. Right. Somebody and backs the claim. Right. Yep. And obviously, this insurance company who has to pay out the million dollars obviously has a lot of fine print in who can participate in everything so they don't have to pay out the money if they don't have to. In the fine print, the contestant selected was uh, not allowed to have played organized basketball within the past three years. Well, Don Calhoun, I think he was only like, he was in his like very early 20s, right? When he made it. Mm-hmm. And only three seasons ago, Three year, less than three years ago, he had played junior, like junior college basketball on a team. Okay. So he was ruled ineligible. And even though he made this ridiculous shot for one million dollars, he did not get paid out for it. Now, obviously, there's a lot of public outcry, and a lot of people were mad. The Chicago Bulls organization was catching a ton of heat, and after two weeks. The Bulls actually paid him the million dollars, even though the insurance company didn't. And never everything was all again. good. And the man got his million dollars. And they never did that again. No, that challenge has never been that way again. So obviously, the, the challenge has never been brought back or nothing. But the guy, Don Calhoun, a year later, Michael Jordan's back in the area. And he, he got to keep the ball, right? You know, when he made the shot, he got to keep the game ball for making the shot. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan's in there, and he goes to his event because he wants to get the ball signed by him. And there's a lot of security, so he can't get close to Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan eventually recognizes him, lets him get close, and he finds out 
the only reason why he got paid out the million dollars is because of the entire like boss uh, the Chicago Bulls team told the owners, "Hey, you make this right. You pay this man the million dollars right now." And that's the only reason why they paid it because of Michael Jordan made him get a million dollars. Uh, that's pretty wild. What a story! Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Like you got a million dollars because Michael Jordan's like, you better pay this man out his money and all the rest of the team. Is that not a cool story? It's a weird twist. Okay, and it is it is a nutty story. It is a crazy story. I, I you don't there's a reason you don't see million dollar challenges out there anymore. I didn't know what the history of it was, but that's really cool to find out. I don't think trying to transition into the discussion point that this is right. And I don't know if this is the direction you wanted to go. I don't think many athletes, let alone stars, had such an influence over the craft that they perfected as Michael Jordan did. There are clips, like multiple clips, of Michael Jordan influencing refs and just general basketball decision. I mean, there, there, very few times in, in, in modern history that I can recollect has an athlete been so just critical. I don't know what the right word is. So they had the influential, Jordan rules. influential. I mean, it was nuts. And it, 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 nobody Jordan impacts rule. the game. Like you could argue that LeBron, LeBron James has done that in recent history, but I, I don't, I, I would argue not to that scale. Like change the game level stuff, but it's not just changing the game. It's like a different, the respect Curry has Curry has changed the game. Curry changed the game, but I don't know that he he'll ever have the respect that Michael Jordan did. Like there's very few athletes that command the level of respect that Michael Jordan did. So to find out that he was a part of that, if that's, if that's genuinely true. No, it is true. Yeah. It's like a fact is not all that surprising to me. Would you disagree? Do you know, do you, can you think of anybody else that has that kind of position that, Michael Jordan had over basketball. Like Tiger Woods has that profoundness over golf. He's well liked, but he doesn't change. They don't. He doesn't get to change the game or make influential decisions about the future of golf. Do you understand I mean, what I'm saying? He, he changed. I think you're you're completely no. Your your take's kind of bad by saying no one. I'm listening. I want to hear it though. Uh, what am I missing? Michael or uh, like Tiger example? Tiger Woods playing golf. Literally all the golf courses, like the Masters. Literally all had to make all the holes longer and make everything more difficult because Tiger Woods was just winning so easily. See, I didn't know that that was a thing. This is my point exactly. So that's why it's an uge- – I wouldn't say bad take. It's an uneducated take. I didn't no, know that I, no, courses like, after. I agree with you. He was like the one of the – probably, yeah, the biggest basketball influence ever. Changed the game completely. But what so other person has done that with their sport? Like I would say the Tiger only Woods. other one that I've seen it, and I, uh, uh, Tiger Woods is one that – but, but I, to the scale of Michael Jordan, you would say yes? And for, for golf-wise, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, probably more than Michael. What Jordan. about? But I'm saying public demand though. No one is what like Michael Jordan runs the world. Like I guess that's the way I can put it. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And I'm not saying that Michael like that Tiger Woods can do, do the same. But I just I don't know if it's on the same scale. Am I crazy for saying that? Tiger Woods can too. But but like you know I just I don't know I don't know. There's people that that use the sport and like for me I've grown up, grown up around NASCAR and people assimilate NASCAR with Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt is NASCAR, but like Tom Petty, there was other good athletes that just didn't, I don't know, command the attention, I guess, like was a brand. I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I really wish I had a better way of explaining it, but that's just, I don't know. That's a wild thing. I always, you always see this stuff in college, Nick. It's like, if they make a full court shot, they get a car or like tuition for a year or something. You'll never see a million dollars again, for, probably for this reason. And I did not know the history. That is really cool. And I just want to say one more thing on a subject that I thought was funny. The NBA All-Star Game, they did this in the 90s. I don't remember what years, but it was either three or four years in a row, right? 
during the all-star game they had something that was called like i was called a shot or something right and one lucky fan got picked and all he had to do was make a three-pointer all right like a regular old three-pointer like a 24-foot shot like you know like a normal three-pointer yeah, yeah, yeah. and they would win one million dollars Oh, and it I happened three or four years, and every single time the person who shot it was n- not even close at all, and they're all horrible. And it's so funny. And if you ever go on YouTube and look up like the million dollar NBA All Star shots, they're terrible, and it's hilarious. I just look it up. That's nutty. Um, I'll I'll peep it. I'm curious. I don't know. I'm curious. I I've always seen the ones like the other one that blows my mind is I, if you've seen it again. I've seen it more on the college circuit than pros. But you ever saw the kid who's like um he's in, like there was one kid in a hot dog outfit. He flirted with the person running the thing, and then he um no he hit a basketball shot. But I've seen ones where they have to put it like the whole the size of the ball neck all the way down the court, and people have hit it like it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like on, mm-hmm. on hardwood, like the wood could be warped. It could do anything. Like it's amazing that that works. I just I don't know. And don't forget, don't our do very it. own Brad Johnson hit one of those shots at a UConn halftime game. Did he really? Yeah, uh, he's uh, talked about it before. Oh, um, that's what did he end up winning? Did he say it? I, oh, he got free movie out for a year. Oh, that's not a bad yeah, That's not a bad situation. It's not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? Sick invite. Sin, sick invite, Brad. Much appreciated. No, I'm just kidding. All right, last point, and then we'll get some music, songs of the week. Or actually, do media of the week this time because Nick's throwing YouTube at you. I'm hitting you with music. Uh, and we did switch the full circle song of the season, guys, because Nick is Nick. Uh, the discussion, guys, last one. This is the second time, third time in recent history that I've been out and about traveling, living my life, and I see a casual American driving a hearse as a daily driver. And this doesn't need to be a long said discussion. This is me more of a rant here. But I want to see if y'all agree with me. I might do it as a poll. It, do, don't you have to be certifiably insane to commonly drive a hearse, to just have a hearse, to go grocery shopping in a hearse, to pick up your kids from school in a hearse? If you own a hearse for leisure, you are a psychopath. Thoughts? I agree. When I see, like, it happened, like, I don't know, like six months ago. Went to meet up with the fellas to go like not um eat somewhere or go to like a bar or whatever, and then the parking lot is just a hearse. I think you brought that story up on the pod for, for yes. before, and that's why I think we talked about it. Yeah, and I may have talked about it, but I just I can't just, emphasize this enough. Hearse drivers, they're weird, and it's never like it's never like a clean hearse, Nick. Like I know that's a weird thing. It's never just like a a clean vehicle. It's always like they take they put stuff in the windows, or they got like paint on it or something like that's like like blood. Like it's always a themed hearse. People are freaking weird, weirdos. Like I get it. It's just a car, and like the people were like in it were just like transported. I don't know. I'm going to make that I wouldn't get hearse drivers nuts. I don't care if somebody literally were to offer me a hearse for a dollar, I would not buy it. Okay. I don't I even care. I don't care. There's no amount of money you could give me to make. You could give it to me for free. You could pay, pay me money to drive it around. I wouldn't do it. Right, I, I just wouldn't saw this. do it. I saw this. What would you do if your neighbor bought a hearse? I'd move. You had to live I'd fucking move. It. I'd Every figure it out. Maybe day, not right just, away, but no. Those are big. He just leaves it in his driveway and it's just staring at you. Day after day, giving you the heebie-jeebies. I would seriously, if he was standing out there, if there was behavior behind it, I would sell the house. No question. Might not be immediately because that's not how the world works. But I would, I would not live here forever. That's not how that works. Nope. Hearses, trash, guys. 
Media of the week, full circle season four, media of the week. Nick, what's your media this week? When you, where do you want people to go? So my media of the week, guys, it's a YouTube channel. I uh, just recently discovered and watching a lot of videos, and it's called the the media channel is called Catfished, right? With a D, Catfished. A verb, Catfished. Yeah. And basically, what they do is it's like it's basically like you remember the TV show Catfish on MTV? Yep. It's essentially like that, except for it's like a shorter version, and they're just like they come not out as much their, drama. It's just they, they just, just come out once a week, and it's more just like to the point. And it's just basically like mostly like people that are getting scammed online, and it's just if you like catfish, you'll you'll probably it's like good it. TV. Not, it's good TV. It's good TV. Less commercials, not as good, but just something you know. If if you're looking, if you want a fix of catfish, and you're missing out. Check it out, guys. I might peep it myself. We'll see if I get some time and then maybe traveling. I mean, I got a couple more weeks till I travel up and then maybe I'll take a look at it. We'll see. But yeah. All right. So catfish on YouTube guys, peep it. That's Nick's uh, media of the week. Let me know what you think on that. Uh, I'm doing songs. I like songs as always switching up a little bit. My song of the week is somebody by Gareth Emery and Kovic K O V I C somebody by Gareth Emery and Kovic. And I have changed the full circle song of the season again, because Nick is Nick. Uh, it's still a good selection, but it definitely not vibey. It's just, it's mellow. It's we're, we're going to switch up last, last season was 50, 50. It was a hype song. Um, and going into the summer, this one and mellow, we're getting fall winter vibes a little bit early. Morning by Post Malone. Post Malone does not put out bad songs, but he put out some new singles off of his upcoming album, and it's Morning by Post Malone. It's a vibe. It's a ride-along vibe. All right? So Morning by Post Malone, Somebody by Gareth Emery and Kovic, which is more of like an edm more of a summary vibe, and then you have Nick's YouTube channel, Catfish, so you get some good TV without all the commercials. But that's that. You feel that, Nick? That was season four, episode two. That's what that was. Guys, season four, episode two. Orca whales are ruling the world. That's it. That's it. That's it. You heard the man. It's over. It's over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Don't forget to follow on Facebook and Instagram at full.circlepodcast for weekly polls and updates. Gotta say, I love saying the word heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies is a solid, solid double stacker. I also, oh, yikes. Oh. Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, just want to remind everybody that Nick's on crack and they're not there's no or you, boat they're, they're, they're out there learning behavior boat in peace this is they just, are this is just something i can't get behind. well obviously you can boat in a lake or somewhere in the atlantic ocean pacific ocean you'll be okay but if you go near gibraltar check yourself dude how many of our listeners yourself? do you think just 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 in gibraltar with their yachts just get having fucking i don't know stores? fred this is worldwide we I have can't listeners do this. in other countries guys that don't that's know been full maybe they're just circle, season four episode two Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of I'm just playing. All right. For real though, we're out. Alex Smith, if you're out there, I love you.